Yes, yes, y'all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, so I missed you guys. What's good, white people? What's good, white people? It's good to see you guys again. It's good to see you guys again, man. It's been like whoa, forever. Since like what? It's like the December. It's been, it's been so long, man. I swear. It's good to see all of you guys again. It's good to hear from all of you guys again. Although I'm not seeing anybody, but of course, this is how it talks. Man, I swear. I, I feel so. I feel so happy doing this. It's passion for me, man. And today, like. Like every time, of course, I'm, I'm going to be talking about a very special artist. I'm sure you can already hear his voice over the speakers, you know, the whole serenading, unique texture of his voice. Yes, it's who I know you think it's. It's Mr. Pluto, Hendrix, Future. Of course, it's Mr. Dave Ned, <laughs> Mr. Navadius, Damon Wilburn. Okay, so let me just get into the concert for it. Now, who's Future? Now, Future is Nevados Damon Wilborn. He was born in November 20th, 1983. Meaning he's going to be like 39 this year. He was born in Atlanta, Georgia, popularly called Pluto, Future, Hendrix. And of course, he had his own education and everything. He was schooled uh, at Columbia High School. He has actually been active on the scene since like 2010 and actually considered one of the most commercial um, sources of trap music. He was actually in a music collective a long time ago uh, called the Dungeon Family, consisting of, uh, I don't know if anybody have heard of anybody called Rico Wade, uh, Ray Murray, and a popular producer, Sleepy Brown. Yeah, I know Sleepy Brown. He actually had one uh, album with Big Boy. I think that was in 2020. Or was it last year? I think it was last year. He, and uh, of course, they call themselves the Organized Noise. Now, it should not be confused with Organized Confusion because Organized Confusion actually consists of rapper Ferramunch and Prince Pope. Now, these guys are like OGs. Ferramunch, you know? someone actually got to know about like, years after he had even established and got to his climax. But he's still reigning on the scene, though he's still respected as you know, one of the greatest writers or something in hip hop with Ferramunch. Um, that's Organized Confusion. He had a song called Stress at that time. Now, musically looking at future how long he's been keeping it in the game now someone like future i'll be honest with you future has a very very extensive catalog he has a very very wide range uh hit of of, of hits album wise mixtape wise ep wise collaboration album even studio soundtracks he has a lot uh when it comes to numbers there are people that actually don't like uh future has people like people like um gucci main wheezy and uh, um, notably i think snoop dogg too is in that category now he has about nine albums and 16 mixtapes you know how crazy that has to be now, he, he actually has one uh, an ep he has two he had two eps actually that was uh he has one with gucci main like we're talking about and then he had another ep it saved me i think that was back in 2018 if i'm not mistaken one of those short things he just dropped there now from pluto back in 2012 to uh this emotionally charged uh, honest and of course, you know, this groundbreaking uh, commercial DS2. Now, for me, uh, personally, what the tapes that I liked the most among all these three was, uh, was um, DS2. But I'll be honest, I didn't like it as much as I liked Evo. Evo was crazy for me. It hit me personally, Evo. I remember I was, in, I, was in, I was in a particular state at that time when that, when that tape dropped. So it took me personally. And then there was that two phase creativity of Future with um, Future and Hendrix that he dropped in 2017, if I'm not mistaken. And then let's talk about his first, uh, even down the mixtape series. He, had, he actually had his first mixtape back in 2010. And that was, uh, I can't even remember the name now, but 
you know, down to the line of Bismo that he did with Zaytoven and Bismo too that he dropped with Zaytoven. I think that was in 2019. I think he dropped that that mistake. It's either 2019 or 2018, one of those years. And then uh, he also had a, a mixtape with Young Thug. He had a, he had a mixtape with Juice World, Rest in Peace. And uh, I'll be honest, Future is is an artist who has the ability to create a lot of music even within a short space of time. So that's that's his gift. That's a that's something that's endowed in him. Now, if we're talking about his last uh material that he put out, in fact it's with someone you said it was with Lou Uzi and that was in that was last year and that was a uh, Pluto and Baby Pluto. I think that, that was like a, more or less future handing himself down. I won't call it handing himself down, but like, you know, trying to get in the studio. As much as he did with Juice World, he also trying to get in the studio, trying to create this kind of uh, emotional background to this uh, to the album that he's putting out with someone as young that probably someone will consider to be like an uncle to him. That, sorry, like an uncle that he's going to put himself in, in that position to that uh, to the person. So he's, he, he kind, of, uh, kind of puts himself in a situation where he's able to reach out to, to uh, the mindset of someone like um, Lil Uzi and the mindset of, of someone like Juice World, rest in peace. Now, for me, uh, that was one of, my, one of my most favorite, I won't say one of the best, but one of my most favorite um, EP, uh, mixtapes, or rather albums I heard of uh, Future um, last year, one he did with um, Lil Uzi. And honestly, honestly speaking, uh, I, the only tapes that I could, I could remember that got me excited more than that were tapes like... Um, um, beast, be, uh, not beast mode, but tapes like 21 Savage and um, um, Metro Boomy, the one that, that they dropped after they had dropped the sequel. Uh, that was, I think that was a, uh, I don't remember the name, his name is not coming to my head at this point in time, but he dropped the first one in 20. I think that was 2016, yeah, about yeah, Savage Mode, and now Savage Mode too. So yeah, that, it was it was lit, honestly speaking. Now, on that particular material, that's a baby Pluto, you know, some uh, people that handled the production, people like Turbo, DJ Esco, London, and Buddha, bless this beat, yeah. And then there was this chemistry on the song, on this tape that was, uh, that won the whole thing up together. There were songs that actually got to me, songs like uh, Drinking and Smoking, Plastic, Lullaby, Bought a Bad Bitch, but one of my favorite records was Plastic, if I remember correctly. Now, I'll be honest. If we're talking about how this tape came uh, came to fruition, I know uh, I didn't even have so much. I didn't even have to so, read about so much news about future talking about. I'll be honest, it took me by surprise. I just came. I just came. I was, I was reading on scrolling on Twitter, talking reading on my Twitter feed, and then I came across future's picture. Uh, people were putting already on, on a meme at that time. Like, wow, what's this? And, like, and I went to his own account on Twitter, and I saw that he had actually put out the name of he had put out the track list, he had put out the name of the track. So I, I, I did some research. I discovered that he has actually been teasing this since about in January when he was in the studio with Metro Boomy. So he was it was a while ago, and then he released one. I think the lead single for the for the album uh, was there. Was there? I think I heard I heard that record on the radio a couple of times, but I didn't even, I didn't even put it to note that feature was dropping anytime anything anytime soon. And then there was also um a tweet i think from uh etl jacobs one of the in-house producers of free band it was like uh, talking about future working on an album that's uh, that kanye had sent i sent his brother i think future talked about kanye sending his best to uh, and that kanye spars and of course as one of my best features on this album i'll be very very honest kanye he killed it on that on that on that song and, and also uh, there was this there's this uh, um, music journalist Elio Wilson one respected revered music journalist and he was like uh, he did a story on on Future 
on a GQ. And the funny thing about this story was not even the fact that, uh, of course, it's not new for an artist like Future to go uh, the front page of a magazine. But the funny thing about this Future was the statement behind it was like, Elliot was like, this is the best rapper in the world. Now, you know, everybody, everybody got, everybody got uh, carried away with what they were saying. I'll be honest, I won't say Future is the best rapper, but I'll say he's one of the most inventive and one of the most, uh, one of the most influential artists of his, of his, uh, of his own lane. People that have, yeah, a lot of, yeah, a lot of people that have come out of uh, listening to Future that will be able to say, okay, yes, Future inspired me, and they are actually doing it big in the industry right now, as far as uh, music is. Concern. And of course, let's talk about the great wave that trap music has put out. In fact, I think it was in the story in 2016 or 17 where he talked about how trap music is one of the most influential uh, sounds of the 21st century. And I'll, I'll tell you the truth, it is. I mean, everybody is involved in trap. Although in Africa, we're talking about Amapiano serenading everywhere. But right now, what we're talking about is uh, trap music. Now, talking about the tip proper, I'll be honest, I never liked you. It's good work. It's solid work. I will not even lie to you at all. It's it's uh, it's exciting future. It's, it's it's a blend of almost everything we've been we've been seeing coming in a while. It was it was exciting. It was seamless. You know, I can I I could hear traces of future uh, of future from the wizard. I didn't even get to talk about that album. That was one of his albums from 2019. I could hear traces of him from The Wizard. I could hear that, 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 uh, that spirit, that excitement. I could also hear some traces of, of him again from High of Life, the one he dropped last year. That excitement. And I could also hear you know, that emotional feature on Hendrix. You know that that, that was crazy. I, I could also hear that. Then I could also hear that that vibe he was giving on Future and on Evo, uh, even on DS2. So it was like a combined, uh, I say combination. It was a combination and a combination of everything that, that had come down the lane. So this was Future at his pinnacle, just enjoying himself, being in his natural self. And I'm I'm trying to say he hasn't dropped his own personal solo work since 2020. So you know he's just been having fun, and now he's trying to put everything on an extended play. And you know how future is. I'll be honest, man. This guy is a radical. He is sinister. To when, I, when I'm saying sinister, I don't mean it in that, you know, in that language, in that simple tone, as you know. But he is sinister to the to, to the to the music. I must put it that way. You know, all he wants is just to tell you how he is. He doesn't care about your feelings. He's Future is uh, is a character. That's all I will say. You know, <laughs> but he is a creative. He is talented. Yes, take it or leave it. That young man is talented. He's creative, and he's actually intelligent. Yeah, because you know he's able to keep record of things in his head. The way he spits, you know, his his ability to go around the tracks is different. It's crazy. It's very very unique. Like I said earlier, so like I said, it's generally it was exciting, it was seamless. Although there were a little bit of filler tracks, but I enjoyed it holistically. Now it's about 48 minutes of him just being braggadocious, expressing himself in a lifestyle so lavish and ostentatious that apparently there is involvement of expressive debauchery. Now. All I'm saying is, future will talk about his cars, he will talk about his watches, he will talk about his chains, he will talk about his drugs, he will talk about his women, he will talk about how rich he will express this luxurious lifestyle in his head, and he's going to put it that way. He doesn't even care about how you feel. Now, it's honest, it might be true, at some point, he's on this linear gap between reality and toxicity. Now, toxicity. Now, the truth is, you'll be able to dive 
divulge sometimes because people would be expressive and just tags himself to rockstar so i understand why he he he, he does that sometimes but this man is talented take it or leave it he's been able to have an imprint in the music scheme of things as we're able to stand the test of time all through the years consistently reinventing himself through his various monikers and through the music itself so like i said earlier tracks are dope i love the track run from uh Zuti, uh, from puffing zooties down to voodoo you know with kodak and that was that was exciting at the same time it was an emotional roller coaster because he's taking you front and back the track list was crazy like it's more or less his story you know future is singing and crying about love at one point and the next thing he's talking about how he's smashing bitches so it's crazy man this young man is he's high off life like he said no, now tracks that got to me very much. I'm going to just break down, break down on them. The few, you know, the track I really like was "I'm That Nigga." You know, "I'm That Nigga" had this jump, had this jump, had this bop to it. It was very, very catchy. You know, it was making you move your body. I swear. So I, I really fuck with Southside, Slow Bones, and DY Crazy on that production. That was crazy. So that's of course seeing feature in this natural narcissistic content. But he's eating the record. He was bouncing on this record. No doubt, he was on his level. He was feeling himself crazy on this track. And now it now sounds like more or less an interpolation of that young thug's heart, heart that he had on uh, so much fun. It was, it was that kind of similar, you know, vibe to it. He was there were levels. Okay, I'll, I'll be putting out the lyrics, and I'll be honest. You know how future is. This man is vulgar as well. So please don't shoot the messenger. Now <laughs> this is what he's saying. I'm leaving the scene, I'm peeping the scene. The Rari got too many horses. A first Bentley coupe I adapted. Lots of commas on drummers and Madridge. 40 pointers on me like a bad bitch. Did my numbers, my coupe, it's a gadget. Who did you get this pill from? Who don't go to your styrofoam? So this guy is talking about his drugs, his cars, his lavish lifestyle, getting money, and he's doing his thing. This man is a savage. Let's <laughs> put it that way. And he will always be expressive in his way he believes in vanity. Put it that way, I'll, I'll be honest, man. Now, another track I like so much was Puffman Zutis. Another track record that production was calm. And there was this chemistry, there was this synergy down to how Future delivered his chorus. You know, I think it was a production that kept him in that mood, in that sense of state. Because he was just calm and he was streaming through this train like water. It was like, she bought a flight, nigga can't even see me. I'm way out of here, I'm too far in the sky. Hemish ashtray just to dump my ashes. Be so pretty, looking better than Cassie. So he's taking a little bit of a stint, a bit of a jab on uh, Cassie. You know, Cassie was Diddy's babe. <laughs> and now she's left uh, Diddy. I think she's getting married. But that's her story. So he's talking about her. He's not like, ain't let no fuck nigga holding me back. Put a switch on it. This little nigga's whack. After I hit your bitch, I'm giving her back. Ain't got no roof. Put her hat on the strap. So the truth is, um, as much as uh, you hate what he says, he's telling you what he's saying. You, know, you, you do, do, do what thou wilt with how you feel about him. That's the reason why some people consider him toxic, but he'll still turn up as he shows. But where he's just telling you how he feels, he's not letting anybody hold him back. That's a message there. Yeah. I think it's going to stop him. And as much as he's going to engage in sleeping with your woman, <laughs> he'll give her back to you. <laughs> Crazy. Now, another track I liked so much was Gold Stack. Ghost Stack uh, feature was just, yeah, you know, like the song you sing, that's actually Ghost Stack going on right there. So he was just passing on the record, talking about how clearly he loves, he loves his money, he loves his lifestyle, he loves the way he carries himself, and he's not going to lose anything 
for anybody on that way he's feeling. Man, because that's just who he is. Now he says, I don't want to shoot no dice unless we're betting gold stacks, nigga. Go and ask the promoter. I charge 350 for a walkthrough. Back to back in Saudi Arabia, I charge 1.5. Like, I think I'm talking. I think he's talking about his shoes that he's having in those places. That's crazy. And he's not like put some hundreds like once. Make a street girl buy. She just fucked me in front of her friends. Told me she was shy. And she's eating whatever I tell her. Now that's a gobble vibe. <laughs> then he's not going. I don't talk so much shit. My problems can't even think. I start talking so many numbers. They're calling me the bank. Want me a pint? I'ma call Dr. Phil for that drink. <laughs> now Dr. Phil is more or less like a TV show that was helped by offer. Um, I think he's a personality, but at the same time, he's a clinical psychologist. Um, he's a clinical, I think, yeah, psychologist. And uh, well, he hasn't renewed his license for a long time. But he's talking about how, but future in this sentence referring to him about how if he actually wants to take any, if he actually wants to take any drink, he's going to take it. If you like call psychologist for him or not, that if he's going to be called a psychologist for the drink. So, oh boy, it's bad, though. <laughs> Trust me, I'm having fun doing this, but this guy is wild with his lyrics. And it's it's so catchy. And the truth is, if you follow someone like Future down to his lyrics, you will follow. You will fall very down to the ground. Trust me, what he's doing, he's just creating art. He's being imaginative. At the same time, he's being as vivid as possible. Now, another track I like so much is Love You Better. Now, I Love You Better, Future is really emotional. This is melancholy at at a high pitch because he's spilling emotions of heartbreak, about how he's how how he he's sad for what he's lost at the same time he's trying to move on so he's preaching continuance so and there's this record um sample from uh, an artist named jayla darling uh, with the song uh, idea 686 now on idea 686 this is uh where they sampled it from jaden jaden was uh probably talking about emotions on the, on the track too now here was future so he's telling me you're telling me you're falling out of love with me hope you can find someone to love you better than i did he's also expressing true love at the same time uh also showing his emotions that while he was growing up you know he's saying stuff like it is my love for my grandmother that makes me gentle when i care for you imagine, that's crazy like imagine you saying that you know no matter what you're going to do but at the same time you're going to be as gentle with the lady as much as possible now he also he's, at the same time he's also yearning for a better vibe in his relationship you know, he's also wished, wished, wished he could have better, but at the same time, he knows he's not up to par, so he has to let her go. So he, he's, he's saying, I don't want to sit and pray, baby. Almost like it didn't happen to make you happy. So the thing is deep, man. Now, another song I like so much again is Massaging Me. Now, our future is back on his bullshit on this track. You know, as vulgar as possible, as nasty as future can be. And clearly, he's clearly, like I said earlier, he's stating how he feels without a care in the world because finally finally this is who is this is who he is he, he wants to express himself in this way because at the end of the day he's going to get this money he's going to get this money which is very important and he's going to obviously get what he wants in the long run so he's like she says bitch massaging me because she knows that i'm getting this most consistent bitch massaging me because she knows that i'm getting this racks consistent so he's just feeling himself on this on this record i don't know he probably went to the strip club before he did this song said you know he's there's this perversity or this perverse nature that spells that, that spills out or, or, on one of the on one of the verses on this one you're like the king and the goat and your daddy put my finger in the pussy really yes it's hit it like a poster i came heavy so man this is who it is the thing that i haven't explained it to you earlier on about what you hear oh man this guy will not stop 
he will keep on trending with what he does. <laughs> now, another song I like so much is Chickens, which I was talking about in the about his love for women, his whips, and his drugs. He's never even trying to even get crazy with you. And he says, sit down and stay down until you come up. Go fuck an M&M up on the truck. Snatch up a Bentley truck just off the road. Without this Richard, my swag up to par. Yeah, like, anyhow he it, he's going to be as humble as ever and try to get up to where he is. Then, as much as, as much as he's getting this paper, as much as he's getting this jury and everything, even without it, man, he's still going to finesse. Without this Richard, my swag up to par. And of course, he's talking about the Richard Mill. So he's, he's, he's really making statements on this record. Yeah, so my people, I think we experienced a badass glitch. So I was actually talking on chickens in the first episode before this whole glitch came around. Crazy. So I was talking about how Future was talking about his love for women, crazy groups and drugs and chickens. And he was like, 100 bitches, they call me Chamberlain. And he's actually, also actually dwelling in his drunk fantasy. Now he goes about talking about how he was geeking and he smashed on the catfish. I was leaning and stopped all the Xanax and how he has been meaning to come back on the ecstasy. So man, you know, just like I was earlier saying, the whole thing exhausts future on his exotic trails, man. It's crazy, just on his drugs and all. He's also talking about one uh, badass track, which is the, the way things going. Now, on this particular record, future is realistic, he's driven, he's talking about his current way of living and the difference in how he used to live back in the day and how it is now. Now he's like, comfort suit and dress, they're handing out my business, raised in the trenches, been in the trap since an infant. Madridge got it out the mud, it was ugly. Average, I can't go back to to having nothing. Savage, the product of my environment, I'm hustling. So he's also going emotional. He says, takes my time building my crib like a pyramid. Reminiscing where I came from, get money your religion. You get smoke in the air, don't let it crowd your vision. Some of my partners are not here, I really do miss you. Now that's how he's feeling on that particular record, which is one of the most heartfelt records. Now on Back to Basics, which is another particular record I actually like featuring on, he was, uh, the whole thing is slow paced and he says, he's talking about his current life, his heartbreaks and his plans to keep on moving on. At the same time, he doesn't want to go back to the beginning at all. He's never wishing the same for any of his babies or any of his uh, niggas at all. He says, after we make love, let me cry and show that you don't want, you don't want to go back to the basics. Then he's also saying, he also made a statement about, he says, Ocean in the Sea, G-I-E-I-C, Lunchtime in Chillers with Snow Bunny Divas. Now, now, I think Chillers is a strip club in Atlanta where, you know, there are more white, there are female, there are more white ladies than the dark-skinned ladies. So he's talking about how he's at lunchtime there, catching crews with them. He's also saying, now, Bubble Eye Benz came with the Googles, yeah? Gang of Korean talks to me proper, yeah? Translator friend, European model, yeah? They cover my train, top story, ESPN. Yeah? So many chains, like a tautonic under my chin. I would like to speak another language if it makes sense. Process called Clarity VVS. <laughs> so, man, this guy is just a flossing guy. He just likes flossing at all. So that's, that's basically the future is. He's talking about his cars, women, drugs. It's more or less a trifecta, but at the same time, he's giving you that interpolation or that little addition of a, of, of a, a source of 
how am I going to put it now? Of variety, so to speak. Now, on the features, uh, like I was saying earlier, I like uh, certain features. I like Kanye's verse. Kanye was absolutely on fire. It was like, trust me so much, I got nails in my hand. Now, this is a punchline. Because I'm just referring to how much um, he's been double crossed or how much he's been betrayed or backstabbed. Like, at the same time, you know, the way he sees himself, right? like he's suffering. Also, he's also talking about, he's also not having a punchline with um, the, the cross, Jesus. Uh, uh, or Jesus of Nazareth, you know, on the cross, you know, trust me so much, he has nails in his hands, so you know, that it was, it was catchy, and you know, you know where, where Kanye West is coming from at this point in life, you know, about his old candid, candid uh, love for Jesus Christ, which is very, very important, of course, and he says, coming from the rat, home of the drillers, I'm gonna buy a home next to your home if I miss you, then he's also, <laughs> that's, that's crazy, because I think there was, there was a story about him getting a house close to, um, close to, I think his former house, which was kind of creepy, I think it was on the news at one point. And he also he also going political. He says, he says when you run for twenty four, I bet your spouse is gonna be with you. We did it, Joe. But what do you really do? Save the pep talk and the dead talk. You know that 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 stuff got to me. I swear. So he's talking about how you know as much as Joe Biden and and the de- and the vice president. I, I really can't remember her name. I'm sorry about that. How much as they have. They spoke about things that were going to do their campaign. They haven't actually done anything. So it's it's a, it's an absolute Kanye. Actually, are we surprised? This is who he is. You know, he's rash. He's actually true to the statement. Even from if you if you watched up on his on his uh, his three series uh, life life of like his biopic, it was crazy because that's who he's actually been right from the from the onset. Actually, one who didn't care about what other people felt about him was always going to do his thing. Then he says. There's this crazy um, lyricism in his content. He's saying, visionary thoughts before I could barely talk, his mind rolling laps before I could barely walk. So it was it was crazy. Kanye had a lot of on this track. Now, on the bridge, he's, he adds his chorus, some additional statements that make sense. He was like, trust me so much, I got nails in my hand, sitting in your fire, la Bethlehem. Now, now, this is another point, like to so that same one I was talking about. Now, on this record, we all have it in mind, of course, this is. Uh, talking about Jesus in this point again, but does there's also actually um he, he's actually 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 be a still reference because more like it's still when I mean still I don't mean like to, to take something that's not yours I mean like still like iron so it, because it's actually there was actually a company called the Bethlehem Steel Refinery or something like that but he actually got burnt so the, the whole thing is crazy he's like city on fire like Bethlehem so while doing my research I came across that it was crazy. That that made me that made me really really excited. And then he's also he's also um, talking about Chirac again. Let's not never forgetting where he's from. You know he says, I, I coming from the rag home of the drillers, coming from the hundreds, you got changed for a billion. You know this is this is another reference that is deep. He's saying as much as he he. Um, Came from Chirac, a place that's tough, a place that uh, for killers and for shooters. He came from the hundreds. Now he came. He came from less. He came from from almost nothing. Now, do you have change for what he has now for a billion? You know, to that elevation. Now, do you have change for a billion? We're not talking hundreds again. We're talking next level. So that that was big talk there. And then there was this Davidson subliminal. If you actually count that years, which were like, you don't want attention, boy. You just want attention. I'ma pop at your house if you pop up in my mansion. 
question. I'm telling you this was this was I mean I'm telling you I'm for sure of this one. This was the Pete Davidson subliminal. Take it to Olivia. Now that's another feature that I love. That was one feature I love rather. Now another feature I love was uh, the Drake and Thames feature. I love the Thames sample. Thames was absolutely on fire. She was eccentric. She didn't even sound like Thames. In fact, that Thames has gone. Thames is galactical now, man. Take it or leave it. Now Drake on this verse was uh, this was this was pure Drake. It was him and his emotions. Probably drank some red wine, got to the studio and started feeling some type of way. Man, that guy was on his vibe on this record. He was like, yeah, I've been trapping around the world. I sit on my back on it. I wonder how you're feeling. I got a career that takes my time away from women. I cannot convince you that I love you for a living. Oh, you'll be texting back when you had the kiki on the river. Message says delivered, but you know I don't get it. No, this is pure Drake. Being in, in his emotions, you know, longing for a wish, but at the same time, relenting to go too forward because he knows where this whole thing is going to end. He's never going to be in that sort of state for real, that kind of thing. So there, uh, there was this talk about Kiki on the river. Now, when I saw that thing, I, I actually I just thought it was it was some kind of maybe issues or the, the lady was on the beach or like on the reef near this open sea and she was texting literally. But I'm gonna kick you on the river. Now restaurant, oh. it's a soft restaurant somewhere in Texas. If I'm not mistaken, it was crazy, man. Then of course, let's not talk about. Let's not forget about the punchline double entendre mixed rap Drake, where he was like, "Walk me off a plank because you know that I'm a, I'm a swimmer." supposed to be your dog but you don't put me in a kernel girl put a mus- put a muzzle on it all that backing over dinner so this whole thing was just it was just pleasing to my ear to my thought you know plank swimmer when you're off a plank you're going to drown obviously but he's a swimmer he can cross he's supposed to be your dog you know put me in a kernel where dogs live girl put a muzzle you know over the dog's nose your barking over there. So the other thing was crazy. It was it was crazy. I, I really enjoyed that. Now another verse. Or rather another feature that got to my ear. Now would I say I like this feature? It was just astonishing to hear. It was Young Thug's feature. Now I'm just going to talk about what he just said straight to the point. Feature said Young Thug said I just put some diamonds in her butt and I seen it shining when she nuts. Look at this bad, mad person. And he now says, she eating cum wearing Hong Kong. Big shades on just like Farcom. This <laughs> young dog is a bad person. Let me not blow your mind, eh? I swear, I love the rhyme scheme. It is amazing, but it's crazy, it's vulgar, but it is so amazing. You see, she eating cum wearing Hong Kong. Big shades on like the Farcom. You see what they are? <laughs> But man, this track was vulgar. I didn't like that track. I don't know what, I, what they were saying there, but Young Thug's verse was just catchy and crazy at the same time. Now, another feature I liked crazily was Kodak's feature. Kodak's feature was dope. I love his hook. Like, like the fact that this hook alone was like a verse got to me because it was revealing, it was reverting, and it set the tone for future coming into this record. Like, this whole record was complete. It, was, it felt like Chicken's for me because Chicken was a dope ass record. Like, this whole record was complete, but this was, this was, this, this was, this, or rather, this was, oh god, why am I having a hard time with English? Let me get straight to it. This is just like two men 
being in the same spot, talking about their tensions, their deep lives, what they've seen through times and times again. Honestly speaking, it was full of introverted bars, man. And we were like, okay, but that was that was for the two of them, but for for Koda actually, he was like, I danced with the devil so long, she's pulling me closer. Been sleeping with demons, and how they get here? She invited them over, and he came in a girl form, so pretty. I fell for it. It felt like I know her. I pray to the angels, but the devil is stronger. Wondering why am I in hell still? Nobody's nice. Nobody cares here. I tried to break free. She wouldn't let me. She said, don't waste my time thinking I'm going to heaven. Of course, all my blessings she's telling me she's the one who sent them. So this whole thing is just poetic, man. You know, you could tell Kodak was in a deep state of mind. I don't know whether he was on drugs. I really hope not. But he was in a deep state of mind where he was really in a... So I, I would say the song complaints, but he was in a deep mood, man. He was really accepting and revealing things. Like he was really, he was being imaginative. And crazy, crazy talent at that point in time. I, I really liked that record. Now, another feature I like was STG. That was straight up gangster delivery. It was hard as hell. You know, STG was like, he, he, he was straight up coke talk, man. He said, yeah, you ain't got no sack. You're rapping about your partner pack. On me, even OT, like I don't even know how to lack. That this ain't O3, I ain't Jeezy, live with it, can't bring it back. Slime language, phone might be tapped, five racks, make her lay on her back. <laughs> SG just came, and that was not how he was playing, obviously, because he was playing on big chick, it was on chickens. One of the most jumpy records was just them having fun. And I like this Jeezy reference, you know, because now in O3, Jeezy dropped one of their most amazing, iconic rap albums of that year. Yeah, and, and that was, um, if I'm not mistaken, that was. Oh, why is why is why is this thing coming off my head? Oh, Jesus, Jesus! Honestly speaking, it's going to come back to me while I was still talking. But trust me, that album was dope. That was the volume one of a particular series. You know where he had where he had to, to the level of a senator with Jay Z. That down the line, I really can't remember the name. But on that record, while I was doing my research. Jeezy made a reference about how, you know, if you don't have enough, you could bring the pack back. I really can't remember it at this point in time. It's, it's off the top of my head, sadly. But it was that reference that got to me on SG's verse, especially. But I like the verse as a whole. Now, Drake's verse on Amon 1 was actually tough. It was decent. It was crazy. I love the Ronaldo referencing. I love the Messi referencing. I love the I love the switch up on the delivery. You know, it was it was crazy. That was another dope another dope verse that I like. But I'm not going to compare it to what I'm hearing right now because this verse here was deep as hell, man. I really this got to me, I won't lie. Now, also the productions. There was uh, a lot of production carried out on this tape. But in housewives, we're talking ATL Jacobs. ATL Jacobs is actually uh, in Free Bank Collective. But apart from him, the other producers on this, DMC, Dwight Crazy, a lot of producers on this record. Now, uh, for the tracks that got to me, production wise, you know, where the beats really got to my head. Now, I'm talking about tracks like Puffin or Zooties. Now, it was produced by DMC Global. His real name is Devante Cromate. And uh, I think he was a member of a group of producers called uh, The Quay Global. Yeah, he's from Georgia. He's worked with artists like Lil Kid, he's worked with Young Scooter, and of course, Future. You know, a young, young producer, dope as hell. Now, now the one thing popping us with is, it's, like I said earlier while talking about Future's uh, delivery on that record, was uh, is the fact that it's so calm, like it's so inviting, it's, it's chill. 
let me just put it that way it's chill now it's, it, it kicks off with this strike of a chord of bass guitar and then there are these keys and then this this background a, a settling screech i think i should just play it a bit so 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 most people hearing can actually get to feel what i'm saying now it was it was really really dope that's yeah that's what's playing now there was this background exactly screech and then the drums and the bass they come in it's so organized then if you actually hear it closely with your earphones you can hear the heat heart where it's, the whole thing is just seducing it, it's kind of calming to the brain then harmon is running around and around and then at the point the, the, the production elevate and feature follows up and the thing is crazy man that's on Puffin Ozutis now. Now another record that, that had a dope production was Love You Better. Now it was ATL Jacobs on this one. Now ATL Jacobs while on this record, he, he also uh, he got a sample of like I was saying about Jayla Darling or uh, from that song Idea 686. Now ATL Jacobs is from Jacob Kennedy. Yeah, that's his real name. He's worked on uh he's like I said he was he was future in house with the future for a lot of lot of time. He, he worked on about nine tracks of the wizard. I mean seven tracks, yeah, seven tracks and made a made monster hits. He, he was the one that produced uh, Super Gremlin. Can we can be superstars? That track it was ETL Jacobs. It's crazy, it's crazy, man. He he also didn't do that alone. He also produced this track with uh, Jayla Dardin. Jayla Dardin. That's uh person I was talking about the, on idea six eighties. Now you know the point about this Jayla Dardin. All this while while I was doing my research, I thought it was a man. I thought it was a guy. Only for me to find out it was a babe. And almost she has EPs. So I never one, like two, three EPs that she's about to drop another one like this year. Was crazy. She's an upright but she was born in 1998. She's crazy. She's and she's bringing a whole lot of change and dynamism to the to the music scene because, as much as she produces, she songwrites. She's the mixing and mastering, and and she she even uh ah man she's crazy. I think she I think she's into this jockeying at some point. I'm not really sure about that. It was crazy though. I, I like that production. And also they, they didn't do that alone. They did it with F and Z. Now F and Z are actually other producers. They are actually two producers, an Australian musical duo consisting of Michael Fanatic, I don't know Michelle Fonashi. I don't, I really can't remember his full name, and Isaac Zag the Bunny. That's the F and Z. So they've been working for a lot of artists. They work for Kanye West. Actually, they work with Isa Rocky. They work with Denzel Curry. They've, they've done a lot of things on, on the music scene. Now. Um, on this particular record, the sample kicks off on the intro, you know, with the whole uh, on Love You Better. It, it was, I wish I could play, but my, 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 I've been having a little serious glitch. I don't know what's happening. Like, down to my network, it's, it's been terrible in, in these parts for this. Shout out Nigeria, of course. It's been terrible. You know how we do it. We keep on moving. Now, I wish I could play, but it's impossible at this point. But the, but the guitar, the, the guitar strings, uh, the strike at the same time with the with keys of the piano and there's this serious rhyme and cohesion where the whole thing is against each other and as Alana's future is laying down his hook the drums just looping instantly the whole thing is just electronically magnificent i swear the whole thing was mad and then there are the hard snares the hard snares and the bass guitar they will strike against each other trust me man with the whole the whole thing is that mixing and mastering they will always have a great greater uh, touch effect to uh, any song you put out because I could actually hear the harmony. I could actually hear the balance in the rhythm. 
and it's all thanks to the mixing and mastering. And I'm sure it was Jayla on that. It was crazy because the, no, let's not even talk about the vocal itself. It was crazy. Now another production I liked a lot was massaging me. It was handled by ATL Jacobs again. It's exciting. This production is energetic. It's jumpy, and I think it just jumps back off. You know, after that whole emotional roller coaster where where future. <laughs> where he dropped um, a particularly calm song and then he's back off again on massaging me. The drums and the hi hats are actually trap original. You know, there are chilling keys that actually induce this sort of gangsterism and boisterous swag towards the hook. And future saying she's massaging me. You just go, she's not. So the whole thing is just chilling, like, you know, you're back to some chilling spot and stuff like that. Now, another record I like so much was Chickens. Now this was this was like my favorite production. I'll never let chicken was sweet as hell. Ah, I wish my I wish I wish my network could get better so I could play chickens just one time. I don't I don't know why the whole thing is just the whole thing is just crazy, but I wish I could, but I can't. Network's being crazy at this point in time. So chickens was mad. It was produced by Wheezy, and Wheezy is so good. From the introduction alone, there was this transposition of pitches. You know, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's how you go. Something like that. And the whole thing was just blending together. And the whole thing just had, had feature in this jumpy stage. He's just talking his own thing. Chickens. Chickens. And don't forget, this chick is not actually about chicks. This is about like bird. This is bird talk. We're talking about scales. We're talking about cocaine, which is, of course, not to be done. Then there are these twinkling and chiming sounds at the back. Mm-hmm. And one goes, ding, 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 ding. just goes in the background. It's crazy, man. The whole production, I liked it, man. That was like my favorite track. Now, so far, so good. We've talked about his records, we've talked about his features, we've talked about the production, we've talked about the songs I liked. I've now talked about the things I didn't like on this record. So, if I'm being honest, I'll keep it 100 with you. 7 12 p.m. was a nice shop track but it didn't feel like a good intro i know there was just something about it that just came and went like a flame a, a good intro should have you you know locked in for a little bit of time and um song there were some songs that were fillers i think there was um uh what was that what was the name of that track again was it high without you or let me let me just quickly go through it okay yes we just want to get high I did, that, that that song felt like um felt more or less like a filler track and even holy ghost but the spasm was crazy there but it just felt like they could have been put in a different record and now let's not um let me not let me not actually get confused or anything because there's actually another version of this whole album i actually came across it like while i was doing while i was trying to get material for this stuff with extra six songs there was a, a particular song there was a particular song with um load duck on that one a particular song with 42 dog another song with like young scooter that was like my favorite the one with young that was my favorite and then there was worst day on that record so that was like the expanded version but i don't think that's the deluxe so it's crazy that was actually that's that's like an ep on its own so uh, another thing i noticed was the production staying similar although there was there were just different uh, vibes in different sounds you know there was this unique sense of touch here and there that came that came alive so apart from those two apart from those two filler tracks at 7 to 12 p.m., not feeling like a good intro personally. I'll be, I'll be honest, I didn't really like for not, I don't know, they should have just let that go. It's just like inter, an interpolation of pushing P. Um, was, it was not all that. Keep it burning with Kanye was not all, actually all that of a track for me.
نمیدونم یه لحن کنگیر فیس مجاز هر بود There was something about it that really gave me was but thanks to Kanye's verse, it gave me some spark. I don't know, but um, a track that I really liked production wise, I think I forgot to mention was Voodoo. I like that Voodoo production, the one with Koda Black. Southside was amazing on that, and I'm that nigga too. Southside was on that one too. I just want to get into those ones specifically. Yeah, there was a lot to cover, but man, that was a good record, production wise. Southside is crazy. I really like that. So, I'll be honest. This is where I call it rap. I really hope you enjoyed this because I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying. I'm going to try to find a way to collate the two of them together. Uh, it's good to be back. I swear. It's just so many things holding man back. You know, things and things up and down. But it's the passion. It never just. It never just dies off. It will always call you back. Of course, get me for a better and more exciting edition. And this is season two, people. Yeah. Bye.